1: we continue our study of Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 16 is our passage of study for this week. Here are five reminders of what we have learned from this passage already. Number one, pastors and teachers and all the elders are responsible to equip Christians to do the work of service. Number two, every Christian is responsible to be equipped and to serve. Number three, the process never ends in this life because it is until we all attain maturity. Number four, we must let no one remain immature. And number five, speaking truth in love with one another is required in every encounter. Let's listen to today's slice of this week's message entitled, Let Us Grow Up. Come with
0: me to Ephesians chapter 4, and this will be our fourth and final visit to this sentence that runs from verse 11 through verse 16. I've been talking about some of these spectacular sentences that the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to, um, to write and how precise and detailed they are. And, and I hadn't looked up this one, but I checked it this week. This one is 121 words long in Greek, probably about 140 words in English because Greek is more precise than English. The the very best of our English translations almost all make it into at least two sentences. I've noticed the two exceptions I've found to that are the King James Version and the New Legacy Standard Bible. But um, whether you punctuate it one sentence or two sentences, it is spectacular. Let's Let's take one more look at this whole sentence before we look in detail at a couple parts of it. Ephesians 4, starting at verse 11. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ." from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. In our daily emails, we're in John chapter 13, and I can never remember if it's what I'm about to say tomorrow or what I said today or what I wrote yesterday, but somewhere in the last few days, we're at John 13, 34, and 35. By this all men will know you are my disciples if you have love one for another. This is God's plan for how to put on display to the world how he can transform lives. And they can, we can show that we belong to him by how we belong to each other. Now we've been at this, well, I'd say three visits to this one sentence before today. Here are some bullet points, reminders of what we've learned so far. Pastors and teachers are placed in the body of Christ to equip Christians. They are responsible to equip Christians to do the work of service in the body of Christ. Every Christian, therefore, is to be equipped and is responsible to uh, be equipped and to serve. This process never ends in this life because it is to go on until we all attain, and if we all reach maturity, we're going to have a whole bunch of mature Christians, and mature Christians are good gospel spreaders, so there will be new believers who will need to be matured. This is God's plan until He is finished building His church. We must let no one remain immature. It's not okay for somebody to be saved by the skin of their teeth and just just barely hanging on to get into the kingdom of heaven. Now, If you belong to Christ, it's transformation. You're a new creature and growth is part of that spiritual life. And how do we accomplish this? Well, we stopped here last time, speaking truth in love. Now, there is one more command in our text. It, uh, it doesn't really sound strongly like a command because it's, it's the friendliest form of command. In, in the Greek of the New Testament, there are several different ways that you can give a command. Um, One of them is like, stop, you're on the wrong side of the road, okay, just, I mean, super duper, life and death, immediate, emergency, don't do anything else. Then there's the, 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 the general command, don't ever drive on the wrong side of the road. And then there's the command that makes it as a general principle, thou shalt not drive on the wrong side of the road. And then there's this friendliest version. This is the one where you say, hey, come on, let's do this. You've got your arms around somebody's shoulders. You say, this is the way. Come on, I'll, I'll show you how we do this. Let us proceed together with this. The best way to translate it, if, you, if we have any grammarians in the, in the crowd, it's called a hortatory subjunctive. And uh, that's not unacceptable for saying in public, even if you don't know what hortatory means. It means it's an exhortation. We are to grow up in all aspects. That's the command. Now, there are three essential elements of how we grow that are described in verses 15 and 16. They explain what it takes to grow up in all aspects as a member of the body of Christ. So here's how we will outline this last little portion of this sentence. You must be led by the head. Surely somebody can make that into a rap song. You must be led by the head. You must be connected to others, and you must be actively serving. As we focus on those three thoughts, don't don't lose sight of what we've already gleaned. This is God's overall plan for building His church. There's no reason to wonder why you're not growing and more excited about your faith than you used to be, or why you lack maturity, or why it seems that God isn't using you if you're not sold out to doing all you can to be equipped to do the work of service. This is, this is the plan. This is all in that same um, overall plan. This is why we gather together as a church. This is why our relationships with other believers in the context of the local church have to be the highest priority relationships after our own families. We, we belong to each other. I, I was hearing somebody discuss this week some, uh, some people that are writing things uh, talking about how the, um, the, the old model of church uh, has to be replaced with a new model, the old model of gathering together. Well, you, you can't do that now in this world. Now, now we have to figure out how to, how to connect people that don't get, into get, get together and rub shoulders and, and work side by side. In other words, we're going to try to build a church that isn't Christian. That isn't what Jesus wants. It's not an old model, it's the only model. It's God's, it's God's plan. Now recall from where we left off last time that in contrast to the inconsistency of immaturity, where people can be blown around by winds of doctrine, some new novel idea that, uh, that, that comes along. Um, the, the opposite of that is, no, we're not going to be blown around. We're going to be constantly speaking truth in love to each other. And remember, I said it's a really interesting thing where they took the word truth, which is an abstract noun, and turned it into a verb. It would literally be truthing each other in love. When, we, when we're together, we're, we're anchored in the truth, and, and we speak truth, and we practice truth. Now, these final two verses of this spectacular sentence need our attention. Uh, I've said that in the past several weeks that in order to, for for this church, this little part of the body of Christ that we love so much, Heritage Bible Church, if we're going to continue to forge ahead toward maturity and toward fulfilling Christ's plan for building His church, it requires full buy-in from each one of us to do what He calls us to do. We're all part of this. This isn't what somebody else ought to do. This is what we all need to do. Sentence uh, popped into my head sometime in the pre-dawn hours this morning as I was making my final pre-church pass through what I had written for this. And it just occurred to me, every church is smaller than it looks. Now, Now, what do we mean by that? What we mean is, Christ is building his church, and it, he's building it with the parts that are described in this passage. Wherever Christ is building his church, our enemy, Satan, is counter sowing, counterfeiting. The parable of the wheat and the tares. The wheat represent true believers in Christ growing up and bearing fruit. TARES, T A R E S, are weeds that look just like wheat until the harvest. Satan's a counterfeiter. And every place that there is genuine faith, there is counterfeit faith. So when I say every church is smaller than it is, the real church, the, the, the body of Christ is smaller than what it looks like. Some of the reformers called it the visible church and the invisible church. Well, the invisible church is the work of Christ. The, the visible church is what we see on the outside and, and, and yeah, it, has, it, it has its issues. Because there is an enemy at, at work here. Now, when I look around and, and I see your faces, and I know it's the promise of God that there are counterfeits wherever the truth is, I look around and say, oh, surely not here, but just maybe God might use this portion of His Word to help someone's eyes be opened today. And by His Spirit, perhaps you would begin to see, wait a minute, I haven't really understood Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald for Heritage Bible
1: Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.